0: You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey guys, Jared James here, and welcome to Episode 9 of Today with Jared James. Thanks for listening, as always. Today I'm going to be talking to you about creating customer experience opportunities, or really the customer experience opportunities that arise in an online world. Before I do that, really quickly, uh, as I say every time, if you've been enjoying this, thanks so much for watching. Make sure that you uh, give this a like, subscribe, uh, leave a review, a five-star review, and a written one, and share it with somebody, obviously, that you think would benefit from it. Uh, these are really fun for me to be so I'm glad that you guys uh, have been enjoying it with the reviews we've seen so far. Um, so today, when I say consumer experience or customer experience opportunities in an online world, what I'm talking about is this. I get questions from people all the time, people that send me stuff in on Instagram and YouTube, just all sorts of questions all over the place. And it's always about because the world has become so Internet-based. And, and you know, people are fearful for the fact that... Um, you know They've been around for a while, but now they're losing business to newer agents um, because people are going online and they're finding those newer agents. And by the way, that's just going to happen. If you're not there and they're, uh, they happen to be there first, they're going to win. But what I'm going to tell you is that one of the greatest ways that you retain people, and let me say this as well. I don't necessarily think that we lose clients to other people. Just like someone says, well, they stole my client. Nobody can steal your client. Like, they choose to go there, right? And if someone is really your client, is really, it's kind of like someone saying, well, they stole my friend. Well, then they weren't really yet great of a friend to begin with. They stole my boyfriend. They stole my, you guys are getting the point right now, right? Right. But the the bigger point that I want to make is that sometimes we focus so much uh, on an online world, on the internet, on all of these things that obviously matter. I mean, it's look at the year we live in. The internet matters right now. You guys, many of you are watching this or listening to this on the internet right now, right? But the greater point that I want to make is that Clients, people, friends, whoever it is, that relationship is actually shored up, it's actually locked up by what you do when you're really in front of them. That's what can't be replaced by the internet or an online world. And I wanted to tell a really quick story from a vacation I went on recently and an experience that I had uh, with a a particular uh, realtor or real estate person. And I'm not gonna name any names because they weren't a bad person uh, or anything, but it just drove home the point because I'm always looking for these opportunities of how easy it is to create an incredible customer experience when you're looking for it, right? When you're not looking for it, it's kind of like when you're talking to somebody or you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to a friend, and they may be looking at you and their ears may be open, but you can tell they're not listening, right? And you can tell that they're not going to remember anything that you're saying, and you can tell that they're just not there, right? When you look at customer experience, opportunities, opportunities, it's much of the same thing in the sense that when you're not looking for it, you miss them. And so we had this experience where we are going on vacation. We go uh, on vacation every single year we go to this same uh, beach area, Uh, we get the exact same house, we've dealt with the exact same real estate person year after year after year. Uh, I've always been thrilled with this person, uh, overly happy, and it really just drives home the point once again too that you don't find out if you have a great uh, realtor, you don't find out if you have a great salesperson, you don't find out if you have a great anything until something goes wrong. It amazes me the number of people who, especially salespeople, when dealing in a transaction that are fearful of things going wrong because they miss the actual opportunity of of them being able to fix it when they're looking at it like that. Okay, So while they're fearful of something going wrong, what I'm telling you is one of the greatest things that can happen in a transaction is something going wrong. And so we were dealing with this, and I don't know what happened. So, generally, you send in a deposit on this same house, the one, like I said, we do it every single year, the exact same week every year. It's like our favorite vacation every year. And so uh, I send in a deposit, like I always do, you know, six months in advance or whatever it is. And then you're supposed to have the final balance paid. You send the last check within about 30 days. And so I always have a reminder that pops up on my calendar that says, OK, send the check you know, to, to make sure this is done. I send it through my bank. I don't actually write checks anymore. So they needed a check. So I do it through my, my bank um, as an online check. And I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the fact that I was moving homes, that we were doing our advance, that we were moving offices, that we were launching a software, that we were doing all these different things. I missed the reminder that came up uh, to pay that final one. So I got a reminder about um, about a week out or a little less than a week out from the real estate person, and just said, "Hey, you know, uh, we haven't gotten the final balance yet. Can you please send that?" I said, "No problem." And I, I don't know how I missed that. I went online. Uh, went into my bank, I cut the check, I sent it to them, and then I realized that the check said, although it was cleared, it was approved, it was taken out of the account, when you do it through an online account like that, uh, it generally takes a few days, and it said that it would be there sometime between Friday and Monday. Now, we we were getting there on Saturday, and so there was a chance it would get there before we got there, so what I did was I took a picture of it, I screenshotted the, the part that showed the transaction number, showed that the money cleared. It was approved. It was just being sent to them. It was basically like a certified check going to them. And I emailed this agent, and I said, hey, just so you know, uh, it says it's going to get there between Friday and Monday. We won't be there till Saturday. Uh, I just want to let you know this is all set. Here's the approval. Here's the clear, whatever. And he writes me back, and he says, just cancel that. Just If you could, just bring a certified check. And I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed because I was kind of going, come on, we've stayed here like five years in a row, like here's an approval, transaction, the whole thing, like, you know, this should be fine, but you have rules, whatever. So I write him back and I say, well, that's a little disappointing, but hey, you know, it says it may be there Friday, let's wait till Friday, I don't want to do a cancellation on this if I don't have to. So he writes back, okay, that's great, I'll let you know. He writes me on Friday and he says, hey, uh, it hasn't gotten here, can you please do a cancellation um, and just bring a certified check? I again write him back, and he says it's company policy. I again write him back, and I said, I get company policy. I'll do that, but I just want to let you know I'm a little disappointed. It's more work. It's more – literally, I had to go down to the bank, spend almost an hour – Uh, uh, because normal tellers couldn't handle it to cancel an online check order. We had to go through the people who you normally have to have appointments for, so I'm waiting for them. Then they have to call the customer service desk when we're actually there on the phone. We had to pay a cancellation fee, cut the certified check, pay for the certified check, bring it in earlier on that day so that they could have it before we actually check in. And there's all these things that are happening, and I'm saying to myself this is terrible. Like I sent you a transaction number. I sent you a clear. I get your company policy. We've been here many years in a row. You know that you're getting paid. You know that you're whatever. And so I just wrote the the person and I said, look, I get company policy, but I am disappointed um, that it was handled this way. You know, we've done this many years with you guys. I assume that you know that this is coming. I also sent you proof that this money's coming. You know, whatever. Company policy is company policy. The point of this story right now is not to say that he did the wrong thing because technically he's following company policy. I get that. There are rules. There are, you know, whatever. I was just disappointed because, as I say to you guys all the time, uh, my most valuable asset is my time, and I don't like wasting time, period. I don't like spending double time on things that I shouldn't have had to do. Now, here's the real point of the story that I'm trying to make right now. Having gone through all of this, and I understand that he has to follow company policy, I am now a little sour about it, and I'm not happy. The fact that we've dealt with him year after year, and he didn't pull some strings and make it happen and not make me, didn't go beyond to make it better. But I'm telling you, if he had done one simple thing, one simple act, I'd be a raving lunatic fan again just because of his effort. If we had showed up to go drop that check off, and there was a note, and I'm just giving an example. It could have been anything. And there was a note. That said, Jared, I'm so sorry you had to do that. Company policy—I'm not allowed to break it. I apologize. Here's four coupons for ice creams at our local blank for you and your family. Probably would have cost about 13 bucks, you know, something like that. If that—I'm kind of rounding up to the nearest 13—would um, have cost him next to nothing. Would have—all it literally would have taken was some effort and thinking about the fact. I actually verbalized the fact that I wasn't happy. If he had done something like that, I wouldn't be doing a podcast right now saying how I wasn't happy about that. Instead, what would have happened is that I would be a raving lunatic fan. I would never leave him. I'd probably recommend him to every single person. And the real point that I want you guys to understand in this is that that would have come from what looked like a bad customer experience or something bad that happened or something that made me unhappy as a customer, it would have come from that and it could have only come from that. Because the truth is your greatest opportunities to create an amazing opportunity for your customer, an amazing experience for your customer, actually comes when things go wrong. And so the point that I wanted to make to you guys today is to not avoid to not get scared, to not try not to see people when things go bad or try to pass the buck or try to say why it's the other person, the other side, the other agent, the other salesperson, why there's all these excuses. Why what we really have to do in an online world as much as we need to be online to to attract people and everything else, to actually retain clients long term, all it ta- all it takes is for you to open your eyes, open your ears, look for those opportunities where you can step in and do the smallest thing possible, but ultimately when you do that, it's going to create a a customer that for the rest of their life will never leave you and will rave about you from now on and become, by the way, as much as things that internet and everything else, we still love referrals, will become become that referral giver because instead of avoiding the bad situation, you embraced it and you said, hey, I had no way around this. Uh, This is company policy, but I still know you're unhappy and I'm going to find a way to make this right. If you will do that and then you combine that with everything that I teach uh, about going online and attracting people and everything else, you won't only ret- uh, attract because attraction is one part of your business, you'll retain. And retaining is where so many people in today's world are missing the boat because they're ultimately creating a rat race for themselves because they're all attract, 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 and ultimately... They're not once they actually attracting those people, uh, uh, putting in the effort to keep them. It's almost like a bad marriage where somebody puts all the work in to go and get the girl and and puts all the effort and is romantic and does everything they can possibly do. They finally attract that, that lady, or you can do it the flip side if you're the other side, but ultimately all the effort was spent in the beginning, and they really sold them a bag of goods that wasn't real because they never kept it up from that point on. That is what you don't want to do with your client base. Look for opportunities to actually create the customer experience. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on and do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And Do me a favor, leave me a message, let me know what you enjoyed about the episode and more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward.